Welcome to Mornings with Jesus. This is a live, interactive Bible study where we can connect with Christ and community daily and deeply. Join us every weekday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we read a chapter of the Bible, pray, and share our reflections. Whether you are joining live or on the replay, I know God will meet you here. I also want to invite you to the Faith Mamas Tribe app. This is a free app where women of faith can connect, be encouraged, and have their faith strengthened. It's the online social space I know you've been looking for. So make sure to do three things before we start. One, subscribe to this channel. Two, share this with a friend. And three, download the app. Trust me, you'll be glad you did. Now let's dive in today's Mornings with Jesus. Hey, y'all. Good morning. Good morning to you. Or good afternoon or good evening, whatever time it is where you are. Welcome to Mornings with Jesus. My name is Dominique Young, and I am so excited to be here with you wherever you're listening from. If you're here live on YouTube or if you're on Spotify or if you're on um, Apple Podcasts or wherever you are in the app, we are so excited that you are here to study the Bible alongside of us. And before we jump in today, we are going to be studying Joshua chapter 2 which if Joshua chapter one is any any indicator, I'm so excited for Joshua chapter two. Um, But before we do that, I want to go ahead and say good morning to some of my friends that I see here live this morning. Good morning, Lilith. Good morning, Latrice. Good morning, Barb. Good morning, Joanne. Good morning, Shanda. Good morning, Margaret. Good morning, Brickell. Good morning, Erica. Good morning, Nydia. Good morning, Lashana. Good morning, Audrey. Good morning, Bailey. Good morning, Nyler. Good morning, CJ. Good morning, Medea. Good morning, Natalia. Good morning, Donita. Good morning, Colina. Come on, hallelujah. Good morning, Tess. Good day, Anastasia. Good morning, Erica. Good morning, Kai, good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Cheyenne. Hey, I've been I've been praying uh, um, for you, Cheyenne. You've been on my mind. I don't know if I'm saying your name right. I pray I am, but you have definitely been on my heart and mind. Um, so I just I pray all as well. You've definitely been in my prayers. Um, I know you probably like you don't know me, but I'm I don't know. God is just you've just been in my prayers. So I'm very excited to see you this morning. Good morning. Good morning, April. Good morning, Shelly. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Cheryl. Good morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Good morning, Roma. Y'all, we are in here. Woo! If you are listening on the replay, you can always join us live at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Faith Mama's Tribe YouTube channel. We would love to see you live, but we also love to see you on the replay. So this is awesome. Y'all, before we jump into Joshua chapter two, you know how we got to do it. What are you grateful to God for this morning? Good morning, Bevy. What are you grateful to God for this morning? I've got a praise that I got to let out, y'all. I might shout, but I'm just going to let this praise out while you guys are typing in what you're grateful for. And if you are on the replay, I encourage you to start talking about what you're grateful to God for. Um, but I look... Y'all, three years ago, and I typed it in the app, but I just got to say it out loud. Three years ago in prayer, the Holy Spirit really 
spoke to my spoke to my heart and was like, Faith Mamas is going to be your full-time job. And I was like, woohoo, yeah, praise the Lord. Like, I was so excited about that word. I was like so excited. And then everything, every financial thing you could think went haywire. It went crazy. It got really, really, really bad. My husband got sick, cars broke down, job situation, everything got really bad. Um, like, it was bad. It was bad. It continued, it was just bad. And so I'll be honest, I kept trying to hold on to the word that God had given. I knew he gave it to me, but sometimes I was like, man, maybe I heard him wrong. I don't know. All of this, it does not line up to what he said. It looks worse. You know, every time I turn around, it looks worse. And yesterday I was, I was crying out to God, y'all. I was crying out to God. I was praying because some things had just, whew, it was just tough. I was praying. I was crying out to God. And I just felt the Holy Spirit was like, you need to go and itemize the Faith Mama's budget. So let me tell y'all, or the Faith Mama's income and things. So let me tell y'all what I've done in the past. I mean, I'm not proud of it. But what I've done in the past is I just let the, the donations and everything come and then the let the bills get taken care of automatically. And I don't even... Like, I don't even look at it until I have to, end of the year, when I have to send out all of those thank you letters and everything like that. And so God was like, nope, stop doing that. You need to make sure you're looking at things. Y'all, I am amazed at how much Faith Mamas has been supporting this ministry. Like it literally, from January, February, March, I don't know. Like it's just people have been giving, people have been using the Amazon links, people, all this stuff that I was just like, it was just coming in. And the first, for the first, I say all this to say, for the first time ever, y'all, for the first time ever, since starting Faith Mamas, five, almost five years ago, for the first time ever, I will be getting a paycheck from Faith Mamas. And that might sound weird for me to talk about, and it's kind of weird, but I'm just like, oh my God, like, it for me, it reminds me of the faith, faithfulness of God that what God said will happen. He is going to do what He said He was going to do. Like, oh my goodness. And you guys, if you know some of the things that are on my heart for this ministry, like a Christian call center for women, um, for therapy, for just so many things, uh, Faith Mamas chapters all over the world, Faith Mamas Wellness Center, like all the things, so many things that I've just kind of been like, oh, we'll see. But this has like, I'm like, oh my God, God, you're so faithful. Anyway, so I had to say that I'm I'm only not crying now because I cried all day yesterday. God is so faithful. So I want to like just encourage somebody, anybody here, if you if God has put something on your heart, just be faithful with it. Hang on, even when it doesn't make any sense. Like I am um, I am just y'all, I'm blown away. I'm blown away. I'm blown away. I'm blown away. I'm blown away and who I'm blown away. I can talk about that all day, but I want to know what you guys are grateful for. Cause my God, y'all I'm blown away. God is amazing. God is amazing. Bevy says, I'm grateful to God for being a part of a beautiful family, his loving kindness and his daily provision for us. Amen. Come on. Woo! Hallelujah. Lilith says, I'm grateful to God for everything, whether small or great. Hallelujah. Medea says, I'm grateful for love and healing. Sean is 100%. Come on, praise the Lord for 100% well. Hallelujah. April says, grateful for his faithfulness. Me too, sis. 
Me too. Brickell says, I'm grateful that no matter the circumstance, God still comes through because he's faithful. Come on. He's faithful to do what he said he would do. He's faithful. to. So if you got a word from God, he is faithful to do what he said he's going to do. Audrey says, I'm grateful for the Lord watering our seed with liquid sunshine. Come on. He is working things out for our good. Come on. Hallelujah. Romans is grateful for brand new mercies. Hallelujah. Kalina says, I read that this morning, Dominique. I'm so excited for you. Y'all like, woo. I was, I, I was actually like nervous to write the post because I was like, I don't want people to think that I'm like in it for the money. But I'm like, you know what? Forget that. I was like, I need to tell people because they need to know that God is faithful because he really is. Hallelujah. 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 Kai says, I'm grateful for waking up this morning and seeing another day. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Chayanne says, thank you so much. It's been rough. I have premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Oh, sis. Oh, I've been, I'm praying for you because I understand. And so I'm grateful to God that you've been praying for me and that I'm seeing another day because it's been scary. Y'all please pray. Cause this is no PMDD is no joke. You guys probably have seen, um, you may have seen a video that I did. Um, this is something that I grapple with as well. So sis, I'm praying for you, praying for you. Um, please everybody add her to your prayer list, please. Cause PMDD is scary. That's I, Please pray. Donita says, I'm grateful to God for this ministry and for the prayer room in the app. Hallelujah. Tess says, grateful for God's steadfast love and his faithfulness. He is my everything. Hallelujah. Anastasia says, grateful for the good times and the bad times. And I rejoice with you, Dominique. Praise God. Thank you, sis. Woo! Brandy says, I'm grateful for sleeping through the night and waking up with no back pain. Come on, no back pain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Cheryl says, I'm grateful for fellowship, friendship, and God's favor. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Good morning, Janice. Good morning, Shabrina. Amen. Margaret says, God is faithful. Yes, he is. Hallelujah. Nidia says, I'm grateful for my kids and grandbabies. I woke this morning, saw all of them sleeping um, in my soul, and it felt my, felt my soul with joy. Thank you, God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Erica says, I'm so grateful for Faith Mama's tribe praying for me and being there when I'm scared and overwhelmed. Faith Mama's brings me so much joy. My best friends in God. Amen. Oh, y'all. Have, oh, my God. Thank you, Lord. Woo. Mm. Ah, thank you, Lord. Shelly says, I'm grateful that God makes things beautiful in his time. Come on. Beautiful in his time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Roma says, God is amazing. Congratulations. Come on, y'all. Roma is a, a, a an amazing woman. I just want to say thank you, Roma. There's, there was a time Roma talked talk me off a ledge because I was about to stop making t-shirts. I was I felt like I was failing. I had done something that I failed. And, and Roma said, look, we all make mistakes. You keep going. So I praise God for you, sis. I praise God for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shabrina says, praise Praise you, Jesus, for supplying. Amen. Nidia says, um, Dominique, congratulations. Well deserved. And he will continue to provide for you, your family, and this ministry. Hallelujah. Praise God. Come on. Woo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Erica says, not weird. We are joyous of, in the growing of your ministry because we are cheerleaders too. Praise God. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 Woo, God is so good. God is so good. Joanne says, I'm grateful for God, to God for this community of women to study God's word. Amen. Y'all, whoo, 
Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Thank y'all. Y'all, I'm so excited. It. Oh, thank y'all so much. Thank y'all for celebrating alongside me as well. I see so many people, you know, celebrating alongside. Amen. Janice is grateful for the writing and speaking talent God has given me and for what he's doing with it. Come on, Janice, for what he's doing with it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bailey says, I'm grateful that God is not done with me. I don't know where he's taking me, but he isn't done with me. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shannon says, I'm grateful for God, for to God, for Dominique Faith Mama's paycheck. You deserve it. Praise the Lord. You're you pour into, into this organization, heart and soul. Come on, y'all. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. Hallelujah. Praise God. Brandy said, this has inspired me this morning. Praise God. Y'all, I am so excited. Woo! I'm so excited that, that this has inspired y'all because I just like, I got to share it. Somebody might think I'm crazy, but I got to share it. Um, Jessica says, so grateful unto God for keeping faith, mamas. It's needed. And I'm so grateful for his faithfulness. Come on. He's faithful. Hallelujah. Latrice says, I'm grateful for our Lord's goodness. He's the same God with us in the mountains that hold us in the valley. Come on. Woo! Woo! Hallelujah. I know we got to go into Joshua, but come on. We got to get this, this praise out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Donita said, girl, bye. I needed to hear it. <laughs> Amen. So glad he is showing out. Hallelujah. 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 Baby says, uh, please join the family in praying for our cousin Gladys as well as we, the family, go view the remains of her late husband, James, this morning at 10 a.m. We are praying for your family, Bevy. We are praying for your family, your cousin Gladys. Lord God, we just pray that you would wrap them with your peace, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Kalina says, um, I'm grateful for the Ukrainian president. A man I didn't know a few weeks ago has become a hero in my book. I've been praying for him. Stand up for what's right. It's not easy in this world. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Woo. God is so good. God is so good. Shabrina says, grateful to God for this awesome gathering place. Hey, man, hallelujah. Audrey says, you have sown to the kingdom of God, and now it is time for, for your reward. Amen. All praise for God's faithfulness. You know. Woo. Mm. Ah, hallelujah. Woo. Amen. Oh, gosh. God is good. Y'all, there's so many, there's so many, uh, <laughs> so much gratitude in this place. <laughs> Amen. We're going to pray because if I keep reading all this, I'm going to be a blubbering mess. But <laughs> praise God. Woo. Y'all, God is so faithful, y'all. God is so faithful. God is so faithful. <sighs> Woo! God is faithful. Amen. Hallelujah. God is faithful. Mm. Oh, God is faithful. He's going to do what he said. He's going to do what he said. 
Hallelujah. He's going to do what he said. Yeah. Let's pray. <laughs> As we prepare to jump into Joshua. <sighs> mm. You know, I just want to say this sometimes. When um, when you get a word from God, maybe God has spoken healing. All you see is sickness. Where God has spoken financial breakthrough and all you see is lack. Where God has spoken that your marriage will be saved and all you see is turmoil. You hang on to the word of God. You hang on to the promises of God. Because it may take a week, a month, years. Years of seeing the opposite of what you know God said. But you hold on, okay? You hold on. You hold on. You keep being faithful. Keep showing up. Keep showing up even if it doesn't make any sense. Okay? You keep showing up. You keep showing up. Don't quit. And if you feel like you're going to quit, surround yourself with people that won't let you quit. Let people know what the Lord has said so they will remind you. So they will remind you. There have been many a times where I wanted to quit. My husband said, remember what God said, Dominique. Remember what he said. There was many a times where I was like, I should be focusing. I should be focusing on this. I should be focusing on getting more jobs. I should be focusing on doing more for-profit stuff. And every time I would turn around and I would think, okay, I'm going to make this part of Faith Mama's a business or something. God would say, take away the paywall, make it free. And I'm like, God, if I keep making things free, nothing will ever happen. I'll always be this place. And God's like, you're going to have to trust me and you're going to have to do it my way. Then people would look at me like, Dominique, you can't, you can't just keep making stuff free. You can't just keep taking down paywalls. You're never going to make any income from this. You're going to be always struggling. And I'm like, but I got to trust God. I got to follow him because he's the one that made the promise. So if I don't follow him, then I may never see the promise the way he has it. Y'all. I took down paywalls, made stuff free. I, I got off of Facebook, did all the things that seemed opposite and contrary. I cried every single time I did one of these things. And God showed up. Y'all. Trust God. Trust God. That's my part. Whew, Jesus. We're going to pray. <laughs> we are going to read Joshua chapter 2. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's pray. My God. Hallelujah, Father. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, God. Hallelujah, God. You are worthy, Lord God. Father God, there are some of us that are hanging on to words that we would be that we will be healed. And it seems like everything is going crazy, Lord. But we trust you, Lord God. We trust you. We hang on to your word. We trust what you say because you are faithful to do what you say. Lord, we recognize that we can't make you do anything you didn't say, but we can sure trust you for what you did say. So, Lord, we trust you as we prepare to jump into Joshua chapter two. Lord God, we go into it trusting you. We say, Lord, where you lead, we will follow. Have your way in our lives. Lord, have your way with this time in the Bible. Show us what it is that you want us to see. Have your way, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Y'all, we're getting ready to read Joshua chapter 2. <laughs> oh, we're getting ready to read Joshua chapter 2. If this is your first time with Faith Mamas, <laughs> welcome. If this is your first time with Faith Mamas, we read the chapter two times through. The first time we, um, the first time we just kind of soak it in, and the second time we take out our pens, our highlighters, we make notes, highlight keywords. Um, I will be reading from the CSB translation. You can feel free to read from whatever translation you have available to you. Here we go. Let's jump in to Joshua chapter two. Joshua 2. Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent two men as spies from the Acacia Grove, saying, Go and scout the land, especially Jericho. So they left and they came to the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there. The king of Jericho was told, Look, some of the Israelite men have come here tonight to investigate the land. Then the king of Jericho sent word to Rahab and said, bring out the men who came to you and entered your house for they came to investigate the entire land. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. So she said, yes, the men did come to me, but I didn't know where they were from. At nightfall, when the city gate was about to close, the men went out and I don't know where they were going. Chase after them quickly and you can catch up with them. But she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them among the stalks of flax that she had arranged on the roof. The men pursued them along the road to the fords of the Jordan. And as soon as they left to pursue them, the gate was shut. Before the men fell asleep, she went up on the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given you this land and that the terror of you has fallen on us. And everyone who lives in the land is panicking because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before you when you came out of Egypt. And what you did to Sion and Og, the two Amorite kings, you completely destroyed across the Jordan. When we heard this, we lost heart 
and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on earth below. Now, please swear to me by the Lord that you will also show me, show kindness to my father's family because I showed kindness to you. Give me a sure sign that you will spare the lives of my, my father, mother, brothers, sisters, and all who belong to them and save us from death. The men answered her, we will give our lives for yours. If you don't report our mission, we will show kindness and faithfulness to you when the Lord gives us the land. Then she let them down by a rope through the window since she lived in a house that was built into the wall of the city. Go to the hill country so that the men pursuing you won't find you, she said to them. Hide there for three days until they return. Afterward, go your way. The men said to her, We will be free from this oath you made us swear unless when we enter the land, you tie this scarlet cord to the window through which you let us down. Bring your father, mother, brothers, and all your father's family into your house. If anyone goes out the doors of your house, his death will be his own fault and we will be innocent. But if anyone with you in the house should be harmed, his death will be our fault. And if you report our mission, we are free from the oath you made us swear. Let it be as you say, she replied. And she sent them away. After they had gone, she tied the scarlet cord to the window. So the two men went into the hill country and stayed there three days until the pursuer had returned. They searched all along the way, but did not find them. Then the men returned, came down from the hill country and crossed the Jordan. They went to Joshua, son of Nun, and reported everything that had happened to them. They told Joshua, the Lord has handed over the entire land to us. Everyone who lives in the land is also panicking because of us. Let's read this chapter one more time. Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent two men as spies from the Acacia Grove saying, go and scout the land, especially Jericho. So they left and they came to the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there. The king of Jericho was told, look, some of the Israelite men have come here tonight to investigate the land. Then the king of Jericho sent word to Rahab and said, bring out the men who came to you and entered your house, for they came to investigate the entire land. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. So she said, yes, the men did come to me, but I didn't know where they were from. At nightfall, when the city gate was about to close, the men went out and I don't know where they were going. Chase after them quickly and you can catch up with them but she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them among the stalks of flax. Then she had arranged on the roof the men and the men pursued them along the road to the fords of the Jordan. And as soon as they left to pursue them, the gate, the city gate was shut. Before the men fell asleep, she went up on the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given you this land and that the terror of you has fallen on us, and everyone who lives in the land is panicking because of you. 
For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to Sihon and Og, the two Amorite kings you completely destroyed across the Jordan. When we heard this, we lost heart and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on earth below. Now, please swear to me by the Lord that you will also show kindness to my father's family because I showed kindness to you. Give me a sure sign that you will spare the lives of my father, mother, brothers, sister, and all who belong to them and save us from death. The men answered her, we will give our lives for yours. If you don't report our mission, we will show kindness and faithfulness to you when the Lord gives us the land. Then she let them down by a rope through the window. Since she lived in a house that was built into the wall of the city, go to the hill country so that the men pursuing you won't find you, she said to them. Hide there for three days until they return. Afterward, go on your way. The men said to her, we will be free from this oath you made us swear unless when we enter the land, you tie the scarlet cord on the window through which you let us down. Bring your father, mother, brothers, and all your family into your house. If anyone goes out the doors of your house, his death will be his own fault and we will be innocent. But if anyone with you is with you in the house should be harmed, his death will be our fault. And if you report our mission, we are free from the oath you made us swear. Let it be as you say, she replied, and she sent them away. After they had gone, she tied the scarlet cord to the window. So the two men went into the hill country and stayed there three days until the pursuers had returned. They searched along the way, but did not find them. Then the men returned, came down from the hill country and crossed the Jordan. They went to Joshua, son of Nun, and reported everything that had happened to them. They told Joshua, the Lord has handed over the entire land to us. Everyone who lives in the land is also panicking because of us. Mm. Let's pray. Ah, Father God, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to read Joshua chapter 2. And Lord, as we go into a time of reflection, we pray that you would lead our reflection, you would guide us, you would show us what it is that you want us to see. That you would open our eyes, open our hearts, open our ears to see you, to hear you, to know you. Lord, we pray that you would draw us close to you. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, let's take a few moments to reflect on Joshua chapter two. Here we go.
y'all. So this chapter is huge. And I'm excited to see what's standing out to you. Before we do that, I want to tell you a little bit about Rahab. Let's look at the history of Rahab. Just in case you don't know the history of Rahab, I want to share it so that we can get a context of how she fits into the story of Jesus Christ. So Rahab is this prostitute in Jericho that these spies met. But her family will be saved. And then she comes in to basically be in the, the, the in Israel, right? She marries a man named Solomon of the tribe of Judah. Remember, Christ comes through the, line, the tribe of Judah, but she marries a man named Solomon of the tribe of Judah and was the mother of Boaz. Everybody always saying, I want to get me a Boaz. I want to get me a Boaz. Boaz became the husband of Ruth, the second husband of Ruth. So this, and then they, they became the great, the grandparents of King David, of King Solomon, and they're in the line of Jesus. They're in the line of Jesus. And it's amazing because throughout the lineage of Jesus, you see God's heart for the nations. God's heart for the nations. Because here is a woman who was not of the tribe of Israel, who became grafted in through marriage and through marriage is now in the lineage of Jesus Christ, the lineage of King David, the lineage of, of, of King Solomon. The lineage, she is the one who raised Boaz that so many people talk about. Oh, I'm going to give me a boy. This woman raised him. She was his mother. She's the one that instilled the values in him and, 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 and raised him to be the man he was. Woo-wee. So when you look at Rahab, her storyline, we may find her here, but her storyline goes all the way to Jesus. And it's absolutely beautiful. Her storyline impacts us all because we are all impacted by Jesus. And so it's absolutely beautiful here. And then another thing that I want to say is beautiful is that God always gives us an option. So Joshua sometimes is really sad for me because lands are getting taken over. And there's a lot of reasons that that is sad for me. But throughout the stories, we always see that God basically gives warning before it happens. It doesn't just happen. And Rahab was evidence of what happens when you heed the warning of God, when you don't ignore the warning. The, the truth of the matter is everybody knew that the Lord was coming. But, but Rahab allowed the warning to change her actions. Woo-wee. Come on, y'all. Let's dig in. This is good. This is good. CJ says, verse 11, the saying, everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord, our God, your God is in heaven above and on the earth below stood out. Come on. So they had heard the testimony of what God had done with this. Come on. There was no cell phones. 
There was no internet, but they had heard the word had spread about what the Lord was doing with this tiny tribe. Because we have to understand Israel was big, but they weren't that big, right? They weren't that big yet. They had no, no land to call their own. They weren't an official nation, but yet they were doing stuff, taking out places that they shouldn't have been able to. And that thing spread. With no internet, with, with no cell phones, the, the message of what God was doing, the testimony of what God was doing spread across the, the all these nations, surrounding nations. Whew. Donita says, verse four, Rahab lied to the guards to help the Israelite spies. Spoiler alert, this is a huge deal later. Come on, I gave you all the spoilers. You know I gave you all spoilers, but don't worry. When you read it, it's still good. Come on. When you read it, it's still good. Colleen, says, Rahab's story gets me every time. Me too. What are you going to do when the warning of God comes? Are you going to heed the warning or ignore it? When you know, what are you going to do with that information? Erica says, verse one, God uses those who are not perfect. Verse 11, God has proven his promises. Come on. Granny says verse four through six and 15 through 20 stood out to her. Let's go to four through six. It says, but the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. She said, yes, the men did come to me, but I didn't know where they were from. At nightfall, when the city gate was about to close, the men went out and I don't know where they're going. Chase after them quickly and you can catch up with them. But she had taken them up on the roof and hidden them among the stalks of flax that she had arranged on the roof. The men pursued them along the roof to the fords of the Jordan. And as soon as they left to pursue them, the gate was shut. Come on. Rahab knew what she was doing. She was ready. She was prepared. Latrice says it's something how they all heard what God had done, but in her hearing, she chose to be on the Lord's side. Come on. It's a difference from hearing what God is saying and heeding what God is saying. There's a difference. She basically said the whole nation know y'all coming. Basically, God had announced himself. He's not just going to waltz up in there unknowingly. He had announced himself. They've probably had interactions with the Lord before. But Rahab was like, oh, no, I'm not going to try to fight against God. I'm not going to fight against God. April says, why did God choose Rahab? That is an interesting question. Why did God choose Rahab? I have no idea. But one thing that's amazing to me is that Rahab chose God. Now, we know that God must have been doing something in her heart, but she said yes. I don't know. You know, it's funny. I don't know why God chooses any of us. I don't know why he doesn't just wipe his hands with us all. And I also don't know how many people in Jericho he knocked on the hearts of and they just turned away. But Rahab chose God. Rahab was what, what, what they would consider the bottom of society. She had lived in a society that had not cared for her. She understood that her hope was not in her country. She was a prostitute. 
She lived on the outskirts of the city. There's so much about Rahab's story where you get an understanding that, that she was kind of like an outcast of the city. So she wasn't, she her hope wasn't in her surroundings. So often when we're entrenched in our culture and everything, and it feels like our culture is taking care of us, we can lay God to the side and be like, oh, my job's got it, God. Don't worry. My job's got it. Or, or don't worry. My marriage, you know, my marriage is going to take care of me, God. It's fine. And so we put our hope in all this stuff. Rahab didn't have that. So when she found the Lord was coming, she's like, look, I already know I can't put my hope in the culture that I live in. So let me try God. Colina said, um, like every time, similar to the women at the well, an outcast, come on, someone beaten down by the world. And she is now forever stamped on the wall of fame for her faith. My goodness, come on. Someone the world said, you are relegated to your prostitution. That is who you are. God had different plans. Donita said verse one, four, nine through 11. Rahab is a prostitute of a different nation and was able to help the Israelites because of what she heard of God prior. Brickell says, I love how God chooses people who got issues to fulfill his plan. Come on. Janice says, Rahab trusted the men of God, obeyed what she was told, and was saved along with her family. Spoiler alert, Rahab the prostitute is listed in the lineage of Jesus. Come on, Janice. Yep, we on the same page. Same page. Romans says, verse 17 through 19, the scarlet cord reminds me of Exodus 12, 13, when God guarantees safety from destruction to those whose blood is on the doorpost. When I see the blood, I will pass over. Come on. Hallelujah. Donita says, I believe God used Rahab because she is probably the one who knew what was really going on in her city. Her profession would lend her to hear and know so much about being, about what's going on in the city. Yeah. She even knew how the military men were going to move. She knew what to tell them to do. I mean, how many men had probably come through her town, through her house, had done whatever to her. She knew her city. She knew the corruption. She knew the issues. She wasn't She wasn't behind some rose-colored glasses that everything was fine. She knew it wasn't fine. She knew. Come on. Audrey says, God uses the foolish to confound those who think they are wise. Yeah. Yeah. Anastasia said, God is God of faithful promises. When he says a thing, he brings it to pass. Amen. Romans is verse four through six. Rahab, such bravery in order to help the spies. She had to betray her people. If caught, it would have meant death for her family, but she did it any way. Come on. Trisha says, verse 11, God was recognized by Rahab. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. Woo. Man, that is good. God was recognized by Rahab. So often we talk about how we see, how God sees us and he does. God sees us. But the question is, do we see him? Do we recognize him? Even if 
what we're recognizing is uncomfortable. Rahab understood that the Lord was coming to Jericho and it was not for a good thing for her, for her city. Do we recognize God and do we go where he is or do we try to fight against him? Do we recognize God and do we surrender to him or do we try to fight against him? Rahab had two options. She could surrender to God or she could fight against God. Because what the people of Jericho recognized is that they weren't fighting against the people of Israel. They already knew it was the Lord God they were going to fight against. And they were preparing to fight against the Lord. What do I do when I recognize God moving in an area, even if it makes me uncomfortable? Do I recognize him and surrender or do I recognize him and fight against him? Woo, she also says, verse 17, they assured her, they reassured her that they are bound by the oath, but only if she followed the instructions. It's very important that we follow God's instructions. Come on. Anastasia said, God can use whoever he chooses for the mission to be accomplished. Medea says, God will meet you where you are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Donita and my mom and I studied this chapter together and we came to the realization that Rahab was the social media of the time. So again, her profession in this place is key. Come on. She knew what was going on. She knew what was going on. Hallelujah. Janice says, she said, if your God is as powerful as they say, then he can surely save me and my family. Come on. At this point, she has no personal interactions with God, but she heard the testimony of someone else. At this point, she has no personal experience with the Lord, but she heard the testimony of someone else. And she determined by the testimony that if God is this powerful, then surely he can save me and my family. Look, Rahab didn't have the Bible. She couldn't look back at the testimonies of, of, of Abraham and Moses and David and all these people. She didn't have the scriptures. She probably didn't have a prayer life. What did she have? The testimony of someone else. She heard it through the grapevine. She heard a testimony of what God had done in the lives of someone else. And she determined that if that God is that powerful over there, that when he gets here, he can save my family. Woo! And I pray that we recognize that our testimony is so powerful that someone else can hear our testimony and believe God. Someone who's never read a scripture, someone who's never prayed a prayer, someone who's never been in a church service, here's your testimony and trust God. Here's what God has done in your life and trust God. Come on, God didn't have to canonize the Bible and send it to Rahab in order for Rahab to believe her, believe him. All he had to do is show his power in the life of someone else. And Rahab caught that thing and said, oh, but if he can do it for them, he can do it for me. What? 
Woo! If God, if God can save them, this nation, if God can do this, then surely I want to be on God's side. I want to be on God's side. Come on, she at this point she didn't under she didn't know that 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 Israel had to walk through the wilderness. She didn't know that they were complaining about water and they were complaining about all this stuff. She didn't know about the quail. She didn't know about the men. She didn't know that Moses died in the wilderness. She didn't know that a whole generation of people died out before another people came. She didn't know the whole extent of the testimony, but she knew what she knew. She knew what she heard. She knew what she saw, and she said, "If he can do that for them." Come on. If if he can do that for this nation, then surely God, the Lord, is the side I want to be on. That's how powerful testimony is. Come on. Heidi says, how important it is to proclaim his glory. Our testimony and praise can send others to Jesus and save lives. You got to remember, there was no canonized Bible. There was no, nobody was taking mission trips to Jericho. How did she know? The testimony that traveled and got to her. She determined that this God that was fighting for this nation was the side she wanted to be on. Come on, Colina said, I used to be afraid to share my testimony. Not really afraid, but embarrassed. I do share with everyone because I believe it's not, I don't share with everyone because I believe it's not for everyone to hear, right? But for the person it's for. Come on, for the person, God will get that thing to the person it's for. Come on, Raquel says, our testimony is not for us. It's for others so they can learn the goodness and faithfulness of God and they can choose him. And they can choose him. If God could save them from this nation and this nation, then God can surely save my family. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Janice says, I find it interesting that they that she made sure to include all her family. Likely she was cast out of her family for her profession or could have been. They were all outcast. She was the provide. She was the provider for them. Yeah. And we have to understand what prostitution did to a family in this time. It was not. I mean. I mean, think of prostitution today, but then multiply. It was not a a respected profession of any sort. And the family would, would reap some of the consequences of that profession that was chosen. Donita said, in that moment, Rahab had a choice. She chose God's side. And you know, I'll be honest, it's 
when you're when you don't have rose colored glasses about what the world is capable of doing, when you don't believe that the world can save you. You recognize that there's got to be something better than this. So when you hear someone else's story telling you about a God that saves, about a God that delivers, about a God that fights battles for you, you listen. This is why it's so important that we share our testimony. Because there are people in the world that know, that have tried the world's way and have gotten beat down, abused, and tried and tried to rely on the world to save them. And the rose-colored glasses of so many people are coming off. They're like, oh, the thing the world promised me ain't happening. And so their eyes are now open to look for another solution. And God will send a testimony of what he's done in your life to show someone else what he can do in theirs. Come on. Hallelujah. Who and this time, this, this was a testimony that traveled without social media, without the internet, without cell phones. Hallelujah. But what happened? Now we've got a culture where the where the testimony can travel to nations. I mean, nations like like that. Who? Hallelujah. Trisha says the scarlet rope in the window reminds me of the blood on the doorpost as a sign of God not to take their life. Absolutely, you can't. I mean, you can't help but see Jesus throughout the Old Testament. God is so amazing in his imagery that he gives us. Amen. Hallelujah. God is so amazing in the imagery. Come on. Brickell says, my testimony is hard for me, but healing for someone else. So I boldly tell my testimony. And you never know where God's going to send it to. You never really know who's listening. You never really know who's paying attention. And let me tell you, sometimes you don't even have to tell it. Like the children of Israel, they didn't tell their testimony. They lived it and someone was watching. Sometimes you don't even have to tell it. You just live it and someone watches. You just trust God and someone's paying attention. Then you don't even know. Come on. Some of us are walking out a testimony in front of our kids. And maybe we want, we're, we feel bad about it. We feel like, oh man, I wish my kids didn't have to see me go through this. I wish my kids didn't have to see me go through that. I wish my kids didn't know that I dealt with this. I wish my kids didn't know, but... God is doing something with your testimony in their life. Come on. Woo-wee. So sometimes it's not even about spreading it, sharing it. It's just living it. 
It's just living it. Being honest and living it out. I mean, so often, there have been so often that that, that I want to hide back what God is doing in my life because maybe I'm embarrassed or things. There have been, there were so many times where I was struggling with anxiety and I didn't tell anybody. Why? Because I didn't want anybody to know or see. I was embarrassed. But guess what? Eventually people found out. Eventually it came out. Eventually I needed super help, a lot of help. And guess what? The same people that watched me go through the lowest moments of my life are watching God deliver me every day. So I don't know what the what God is doing in my life is doing in somebody else's life. I don't know what he's using it for. But we can learn from Rahab's story but that the testimony is going to do what it's going to do. God is going to use it through what he's going to do. Come on. Romans says the world will leave you used, bruised, and broken. But we serve a faithful God who rescues, revives, and lovingly restores. And guess what? Guess what? People are watching as you're being revived. People are watching as you're being restored. People are watching as you're being healed. Because they too have been used bruised and broken by the world. And so they're paying attention to how you are being healed. Come on. They're watching. And for you, it feels like this crazy process. Like this, think about it. The children of Israel, they were in the wilderness for 40 years. For you, it feels like this crazy process. For you, it don't feel beautiful. For you, for you, you're crying and you're carrying on and you're like, this is so hard. But for someone else, they're watching and they see the hand of God. So that when the, when the time comes for them to make a choice, they've watched what God has done in your life. They've watched what God has done in your life. Erica says, I feel so guilty with bipolar with my daughter. Come on, don't feel guilty. This is an opportunity for a testimony. I don't know how God is going to do. I don't know what God is going to do. But this is an opportunity for a testimony. Come on, I'm sharing that from a girl who struggled with anxiety, who struggled with with um, with, with postpartum depression, who struggled uh, with postpartum psychosis. Y'all, y'all know what postpartum psychosis is? It's crazy town. It's great. Literally, you hearing voices. It is crazy town. Me, I was that girl. That was me. And now, a couple of years after having my kids. I'm struggling with PMDD. Uh, Oh, oh, no, no, no. Random suicidal ideation. And I don't say that to, 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 
to say that these are things that we should want to go through, but I'm saying that to say that walk with God through it and your testimony will show someone else that God is able. Come on. It will show somebody else that God is able. Look, it ain't easy for the person walking through the testimony. It won't easy for the children of Israel. They back, they went back, they backpedaled, they doubted, they did all this, they cried, they did all this stuff, 40 years. But still the testimony got to who it needed to get to. To you on your side, it looks crazy, but on that side, it looks like God. On so, to someone else, they're watching and they're saying, My God. How? Who is this God she serves? Her life is changing. Come on, I, I, I guarantee there are family members and friends who, since you've been reading the Bible, they've been noticing a change in your life. She's calmer. Why is she calmer? She looks like she got a little bit more peace. She don't snap like she used to. Sometimes the testimony don't even need to be said. But the but people see what God is doing. Don't need to say the process. Come on. It is necessary. My process was what brought me back to God. And now I'm thankful for those days of crying and praying and pressing. It taught me to go to him first. Come on. Woo-wee. Margaret says, your children will remember your strength and courage to go through with God's help. Those prayers and songs. Come on, your children will remember. And your children will also remember the mistakes you made and the change they see in your life now. It speaks. Maybe you didn't know the Lord then. And you're you're kicking yourself like, man, I wish I knew what I knew that I could help my kids. Look, your kids saw you and see the difference. And there's going to come a time where God is going to be coming into this city. And they're going to remember, you know what? I remember that my mom went through this struggle with this or whatever. But then I remember she started serving God, I think. And so maybe if I choose God's side, hallelujah. Come on, Chance says, PMDD is no joke. Oh God, please help us walk through this even when we feel, I love how she wrote that, like ending it all. Please God, allow your truth to be louder than our thoughts and feelings in those dark times, Amen. Come on, hallelujah. Brickell says, people will see the change before you see it. Because you are living in the change and are close to it. Come on. It's real. People will see the change before you see it. They may never say anything. They may never say anything. 
but God will use testimonies of others to, to hurt, to, to prick the hearts, to touch the hearts of someone else. Hallelujah. They may never say it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They may never say it, but God will use it to impact. Come on. Colina said, we are more than those labels. We are not, we are not labels, bipolar, anorexia, alcoholic, drug addict, loser, low-life bum. God gave us a new name, child of God. Come on. To the city of Jericho, Rahab was the prostitute. But to God, she was his. And now we know her as the, the mother of, of Boaz and in the lineage of King David and in the lineage of King Solomon and, 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 and in the lineage of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and the interesting thing is that the testimony of what God did in the children of Israel changed Rahab's life, but the testimony of Rahab's life changes ours. Do you see how God's doing that? Ray, this is the beautiful thing right here. Rahab's life was changed by a testimony that she heard that God was coming and that he was doing what he was doing with the children of Israel and that God was able to save, that God was saving this nation. She heard the testimony of what he was doing. And it changed her life. And she chose God. But now her testimony, we're reading it. Her testimony has been read for generations and has now changed the life of others. But the same thing happens. Perhaps somebody else's testimony has impacted our life. And then we go and we live life with God and our testimony impacts someone else's life. And then their do you know, that's what the Bible is. It's a book of testimonies, a book of encounters with God, a book of experiences with God to show us his faithfulness. So that we can remember the, the things he's done in our life, in their life. Come on. And that we can go out and live it and so that our testimony would draw someone else to him. Because the truth of the matter is, Rahab recognized and Roma said, the world will leave you battered. The world will leave you abused. The world will leave you scarred. And we all know it. So at some point in our lives, we all start looking for another answer. And God uses the testimony of his people. God uses the testimony of his people. God uses the testimony of his people of what he's done in our lives 
to change the lives of someone else. Look, the children of Israel were in slavery for 400 years, y'all. They were in slavery. After slavery, they were in the wilderness for 40 years. Up close and personal, they knew God. But there were parts of their testimony that was probably like, uh, why did we have to go through that? But their testimony changed the lives of the nations that they impacted of Rahab. So why am I saying all of this? Going back to what Brickell said, up close, it may look like a hot mess. You're walking through it and it may look like a hot mess. But I guarantee you, God is building a testimony in you and will use a testimony through you. Trisha says, Joshua 24, 15, generational. Rahab opened doors for her family that led to servicing the Lord and do things as her culture chose to do. She was set apart by God. Remember, he is the one who provides. Come on, Genesis. Yesterday, it was remembering who God has been for us to build our faith. Today, it's letting others see what God has been to and for us so they may come to faith. Hallelujah. And do you notice how God doesn't take an eraser to our lives? Do you notice how God didn't erase the fact that, that Rahab was a prostitute? That God didn't erase that and just put it in the book like, oh, she was just a woman that lived um, on the outskirts of the city. I'm just going to erase this part because I don't want her, her past to embarrass me. I don't want her past to distract from the story that I'm trying to tell. Like God could have erased that part, but he left it in there. Why? Because every part of our story matters to God. And the fact that she was a prostitute gives shape to what God did in her life. It shows what God did. So for some of us, we struggle, we've struggled with anxiety. We struggle with this. We've struggled with that. And we want God to take an eraser to that part of our testimony. And God says, I will not. I'm not going to take an eraser to it because it gives shape to what I've done in your life. And, and, and it, it goes to who it needs to go to because they resonate with that part of your story. God's not going to take an eraser to the things. We see it throughout scripture. God doesn't say, oh, well, let me just erase the part of the story where, where David made this mistake. Or let me just erase the part of the story where Peter chopped off the ear. And let me just erase the part of the story so it looks all polished and put together. God is like, no, the cracks matter too. Come on. Woo. They're part of the story. They matter. Raquel said, don't erase it, Lord. Use it for your glory. Come on. They matter. It matters. 
That little line, Rahab was a prostitute. It speaks. It speaks. Because it helps us to realize, oh my goodness, the, 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 the state of her life when God came in. It speaks. Come on, I can, guarantee, I can tell you from experience. When I tell people I was in a mental hospital and I was on a hold in a mental hospital, come on, it's embarrassing, but it speaks. It speaks. Like you were in a mental hospital? You had a, a breakdown like that and to be put on a hold? It speaks. And God would use you. God didn't throw you away. It speaks. Come on, Erica says, there are those who feel alone or not good enough, but when they hear we have been in it too and receive God's love, maybe they can too. Come on, it speaks. Donita said, I was talking to my husband about legacy last week. And what I realized is that I want to be remembered as a woman who loved God. And God loved me enough to use my life to get the glory, all the scars, all the tears, all the joy. Use it, God. Come on. April asked the question at the beginning. She said, why did God choose Rahab? And I believe that's the question that God wants everybody to ask. Why did God use Dominique? Why did God use Donita? Because when people start answering the question, you begin to realize there was nothing special or unique about this particular person. They went through ups and downs too. And when you start to realize that, you begin to see, well, if God can do it for them, The fact that we all go through the ups and downs of life, we all have these cracks and situations that we've gone through. Rahab, for Rahab, it was she was a prostitute. For, for some others, it was some other things, right? For, for Abraham and Sarai, it was that they, they didn't trust God at one point and they did something outside of God's plan. Like they, they, we all have these cracks, right? And, and it beckons the question, why would God use you? Great question. Great question. And when you look deeper, you realize that, I don't know. But if God could use this person, if God could love them, then maybe me too. Then maybe me too. Maybe me too. Kai says, I love that. And I feel like that's the issue with social media now. People don't share their truth and make life look perfect. I'm grateful for this community and the vulnerability and realness. Janice says, your story about not allowing your kids to use pencils so they can't erase but learn from it kept me from going 
back in my blog and deleting posts that could look inconsistent. I simply put updates. Y'all, same thing for me. I wanted to go back and delete videos because I was like, oh, my lighting was horrible. Oh my goodness, I was stumbling over my words. Oh man, this video just looks all grainy and horrible. And God's like, leave it up. Let them see. Sheree says, people can't see how God worked in my life if I was perfect. My flaws make me relatable. The Holy Spirit uses them to draw others closer to him. Flaws, pain, situations, circumstances that you go through. Juliet says, this should be the next big challenge on social media, sharing your most influential testimony. It could save a life. We should not be silent with our testimonies. No, you never know whose life it saves and changes. You follow the Lord and you share what he tells you. Come on. Come on, hallelujah. (laughs) Erica says, no, Dominique, I watched the replays. Praise God. (laughs) Because I'll be like, oh, oh. Oh, the lighting is horrible. Oh, I stumbled over my words. Oh, my goodness. Like, in my mind, that's what I said. Up close, it looks a hot mess. Like, ooh. Up close, it looks a hot mess. Up close, y'all, up close, my testimony that God is building looks a mess. Y'all, I want to tell you guys that there was a point that I quit so bad. Like I quit mentally. I quit this day. I quit so bad that I wanted, I didn't want anybody to call me to make me unquit. So I threw my phone in the toilet. Like this is how I quit. This, I was so upset at something that was happening in Faith Moms. I felt like it was so hard. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I put out a message in the Facebook group saying, I love y'all. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm gone. And I didn't want nobody to call me. So I threw my phone in the toilet. This is, it looks a mess up close. But let me tell you, let the testimony, let God do what he's doing in your life. It looks a mess up close. It may look all types of crazy. It may just look, but it may be the very thing someone else needs to hear to see God. Israel's testimony was a mess up close. There was, and this is what I want to get us to understand. There was moments they doubted God. Some of y'all were like, oh, oh no. There are times where I was fearful. Oh my gosh, I'm such a horrible person. Look. Look, throughout scripture, God continues to show us there's moments where the people he used was afraid. They doubted. They they backtracked. They did all the things and he still used them and he still used their testimony and they got back up and kept walking with them. And guess what? The fact that they fell was a part of their story too. Come on. Erica said the golden calf. Come on. They did. 
The fact that they fell was a part of their story too. Why? Because the story isn't about you. The main character isn't you. The main character is God. People are looking to see how God responds when you fall. How does God respond when you get back up? How does God respond when you're dealing with anxiety? You are not the main character. He is the main character. That's why the testimony is so powerful because it's not about you falling. It's about how God responds when you do. That's what people are looking at. So, so many times we're looking at ourselves as if we're the main character, but the truth is we're not the main character. Israel is not who Rahab was looking at. Rahab was looking at God. Israel wasn't looking, Rahab wasn't looking at Israel. She was looking at God. What did God do with this little tiny nation that didn't even have a land? What did he do? Come on. We are so concerned that people are watching us fall, but people are watching what God does when it happens. We are so concerned about people watching us mess up, but people want to see what God does when it happens. Woo-wee. Come on, Anastasia said the glory is in the story. Come on. The glory is in the story. Woo! So many of us, we were watching God's response when Aaron helped them build the golden calf. We're like, hold up. God still let him be the high priest? You notice how our, our eyes went to God's response? Hold on, wait. God's response? God still let him be the high priest? Even though he fell? Our, our eyes start going to what God did. Come on, Erica says, how, how's God going to rescue this? How's God going to rescue her this time? Come on. People are watching God. That's what we got to realize. God is the main character in this story. When David did the mess that he did, oh my goodness. But then you watch God's response and you're like, oh, hold up. Wait, that was your response? Hmm. Come on. Come on. <laughs> April says, people are so critical of your situation that sometimes it causes us not to want to share it, but we have to press through and trust God. Come on. And you know what? I can tell you this. I know we've got to go. I can tell you this from, from experience. The people that are the most critical are the ones that are watching the closest. So let them watch. Trust God. That's my part. Let them watch. Let them see what God is going to do. Maybe the story has been 20 years in the making and you feel beat down by family. Let them watch, y'all. Unless God hides you away. If God hides you away, let them hide you and come back. Who knows? But the people that are the most critical, y'all, they watching. Praise God. They're watching. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's pray. 
The glory is in the story. Come on. God is God is the main character. People are watching what God's going to do. Hmm. 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 This is our stories are for God's glory, the good, the bad, the ugly. He has a need for it. You remember the blind man in, in, uh, in one of the gospels? I can't remember. Probably multiple. And everybody, all the religious leaders and everybody goes, who sinned that made this man blind? And Jesus said, nobody sinned. This was done for, for God's glory. And then he healed the man in front of all those that had told him he was a sinner all his life, that had told him he brought this on himself, that had told him it was his fault. All those people that had outcasted him were watching as God changed his life. And it, it appeared that their eyes were on this man, but truly... Their thoughts were on God. How did God heal? How did this man get healed? Come on. Sometimes we got to be okay with letting them watch. Because we know, we don't know what God's going to do, but we know God is good. Let them watch. It's okay. Let them see God in your testimony. Because there's going to come a time where a warning is going to come to them like it did Rahab. And they're going to have to make a choice. And they're going to remember the lives lived out before them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's pray, y'all. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for all that you are doing in our lives. How you've taken us on a journey of, of like learning how to rest. And, 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 and you took us on a journey of learning how to trust you. And now you're taking us on a journey of understanding that our testimonies, even the, the ugly parts have have, have purpose and that you're going to use our testimony to point someone else back to you. Our testimony is just our story, our walk with you. It's just our walk with you. So Lord God, we ask you to use our story that we've developed along with you, Lord God. Use our story of us walking with you, learning of you. Use the story of where you brought us from, where we are now, Lord God, however you see fit. And Lord, we pray that Rahab and all that you've done in her life will continue to teach us as we go on through this day. Lord, I pray that we don't constantly look for erasers for our life. But that we trust you to use every part in the mighty name of Jesus.
I'm going to say this because it came to my came to my heart and I'm going to say it. My family has been on food stamps. We've gotten evicted from our home. We struggled. Both of them, my husband and I, we both got degrees. We both have certifications. We, we, you know, but we've struggled like crazy. Trying to follow God. And I believe that even though we're still in the midst of it, that God has need of all the struggle so that he can show somebody else that he's calling out that, hey, it may not be easy, but God is going to fulfill his promise. So I'm going to tell y'all every step of the way, I'm going to shout it out because I don't know who needs to hear the story. I don't know who needs to hear the fact that, hey, God had me come off Facebook. God had me come off Instagram and then boom, God did what I was trying to do. He did it better. I don't know who needs to hear that, hey, God had me stop charging for this and stop charging for that. And boom, he's he provides financially. I don't need, I don't know who needs to hear it, but I'm going to keep saying it because I believe that somebody needs to hear that. Hey, this girl was on food stamps. She was struggling, you know, all the things come on that she was in the, the mental hospital, all the stuff. And God used her. I, I don't, I believe somebody needs to hear that. So I'm going to keep sharing it, even though it's messy right now, even though it's still like, whoa, like there's still just a mess, but I believe that someone needs to hear it because God just put it on me, put it in me. Like, share it, share it, share it. God's been doing this thing with me about sharing a testimony ever since my third son was born. And God literally made me record. I said, God said, you're going to have a, uh, you're going to have a natural birth, a vaginal birth. And I'd already had two C-sections. It's my third child. And that's unheard of having a vaginal birth after two C-sections. And God says, you're going to have this vaginal birth. And I said, okay, Lord. And then he said, put it on Facebook and tell everybody what I said. And I'm thinking to myself, don't you want to do it first before? Don't you want to make sure the picture is pretty before we put it out there? He said, no, put it out there. And then I get to the hospital and, and I'm in the hospital and, and God's like, throw up a video of you in the hospital. Everything was going wrong. I'm telling you, there was bleeding. There was this, there was that. <laughs> C-sections are great. You know, I'm not, I'm not knocking them at all, but this is just what God said. I wasn't progressing in labor. There were so many things. And God's like, but if the baby's fine and you're fine and nobody's heart rate is dropping, you keep going. You understand me? And so I kept going and I kept saying it and people kept praying. And this was the onset of faith, mamas. This is how everything started. So this whole thing has just been me sharing my testimony with, with people. And I've been watching God move at his word. And remember, remember what I'm saying here. It's at God's word. I have learned along the way that we can't just make things happen. Contrary to popular belief. But when God gives a word. He is faithful to that. He's faithful. Don't matter how long it's taken, God is faithful. And I pray that somebody, whether you're on YouTube, whether you're on Spotify, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, whether you're in the app, whether wherever you are, while you listen to this, I pray that somebody gets encouraged that God is faithful to his word. 
And what he said will come to pass. No matter what it looks like up close. And God's going to use all the cracks in your testimony for his glory. I love y'all. I pray that you have an amazing Wednesday. I pray that you join the Faith Mama's Tribe app if you are not already a part of it. Go back and write a comment of your big takeaways in the comment section. Let us know some of your testimony in the app or in the, the comment section. You never know who's scrolling by. They may need it. If the Lord is leading you, please share. Like, comment, share, and subscribe and join the Faith Mama's Tribe app. I mean, it's a beautiful place where we get to connect and grow with one another. And if this ministry has blessed you in any way, please consider um, donating any amount. Let me tell y'all, let me tell y'all, y'all might be up here like thinking that $3 don't matter. It does. I literally itemized things yesterday when God said what he said, and I'm shocked, like amazed at what God does when people give what they can, support how they can. They buy a t-shirt or they go on an Amazon link or whatever. I'm amazed. So please never let the enemy convince you that, oh, I, you know, it's not enough or whatever. It's not. It, it's That's not true. So I love y'all. God is faithful. God is faithful. April says, takeaway for today is to continue to trust God and develop my relationship with him. Come on, walk it out. Just walk it out. And the testimony is built along the way. I love you guys. I pray that you have an amazing Wednesday. Please share this if you believe that it would help um, someone else. And uh, yeah, have a great Wednesday, y'all. Oh, Kalina says, someone tell me about the Amazon links. So whenever you see an Amazon link, I'll post some in the the app. Um, If I share about a Bible like, like this or something like that, you can go on Amazon. Oh, there's also an overall link that you can go to and you can just shop um, Amazon, just your regular shopping, and it'll contribute uh, to Faith Mamas as well. I'll, I'll, I'll post it in the app. Thanks so much for asking about that. God is so amazing. I'm absolutely amazed. All right. I love you guys. Uh, Erica says, if you're not subscribed, subscribe. Yes. Erica be on it. She'd be helping me. Thank you, Erica. Bye. I love you guys. Amen. Erica says, bye. I love you, besties in God. Amen. I love you guys. Have a great Wednesday. See you in the app. See you tomorrow, Lord willing, as we jump into Joshua chapter 3.